Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy and debuting on the show, I've got writer and actress and model Danielle Maddox. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. You all, you said you enjoyed the show, right? I did. Yeah. Super. Just fun hearing people talk about their journey. And now we're going to hear about you talking about your journey. So for listeners that don't know you, who is this Danielle Maddox and how did she decide she wanted to be an actress? (laughs) That is a wonderful question. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I, I'm from a small town and I was the shy girl growing up, the uh, glorified ugly duckling. I I coined myself with my big buck teeth. I somehow got into modeling. It made me feel important and seen and eventually fell into the acting scene. And I realized that was what I was meant to do. Mm. Now I'm writing my own stuff, which is just a wonderful, wonderful opportunity that I've just, I've unlocked in myself. And I dabble in all areas of the arts now, which is super fun. All right. Do you have to be a model in order to be an actor or an actress in case people are listening that are interested in pursuing a career in the arts or not necessarily? Not necessarily at all. I mean, most people, most actors are not necessarily models. Um, it just happened to be, and actually transitioning from modeling to acting was kind of uh, difficult for me. I actually think, I think people who are just straight actors probably have better success because they're a little less like self-aware in their, uh, how, how you look or in your model, you're constantly like aware of your body position and like how you look, is your hair in the right place? Or is it acting? You kind of have to let go of that and, and be more present in your moment. So mm-hmm. you do not need to be a model. Okay. All right. And if you are, what should you, should you have that self-awareness, but isn't it good to have that self-awareness of your body, of your structure, how you look, the walk and stuff like in reviewing your lines or on set? There is that sense of discipline that is important, which I think does translate. I think it's uh, more for modeling. You are, it's your image, right? And and how you look and, and you know, everything has to be essentially really perfect. Whereas in acting, when you're storytelling, we're kind of uncovering all that. We're peeling away all the layers and we want to see exposed rawness. And that can kind of get diluted as a model because you're really trying to portray this, you know, perfection. So it's kind of that juxtaposition of, you know, that that life is, they're not, they're same, but different. So what if you can't be vulnerable though? What if you're so in that shell where it's hard for you to be vulnerable as an actor or an actress? Yeah, I mean, taking classes, getting an acting coach, maybe even just doing like therapy, working on yourself, that, that for me, because that's something I've struggled with because, you know, we all have trauma in our lives. And for me, I, I found that acting helps me work on that a bit more. And the more that I dive into the things that are blocking me from being vulnerable, the more I discover myself. It's kind of a, it, it, it was great because you work on yourself, but you're also working on being very into your, in your moments with your partners. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you ever watched yourself before in a short film and didn't like the way you said the line or didn't like how (laughs) you read the line? Oh my gosh, more times than I would like to admit. (laughs) (laughs) What was that like in case the listeners want to know, like in a short film, you've been in a few short films, right? Did you ever say to yourself, I do not like how I did that scene? Oh, so many times I... I did this years ago, like 2016, I was a a lead in a web series that I also helped co-produce. And my director and writer, 
was wonderful, but he kind of uh, gave line readings, which is basically like if if, you, if you're not saying a line that they want you to say, it, they basically tell you how to say it. And I was I felt like I was a very green actor. I was very new at that point, and so I I noticed in the edit like how much of those lines felt just not authentic because I could I knew that those were line readings. Maybe it didn't read that way, but I knew exactly how difficult it was to work, like go through that process. Mm-hmm. So that was. <laughs> A lesson for me for sure and you know still to this day i mean there's there's always ways to improve and right. but you have improved let's hear about your writing because listeners want to hear what are the stories you like to tell would you like to tell about your personal life would you like to tell stories maybe about women empowerment yeah so i, I like to do a, a mix of both I, I i lean into comedy a lot I I think there's just so much comedy in in our, you know, messy lives. And I do like to tell stories that are rooted in my own life experiences. Presently, I'm I'm kind of working on a dark comedy about two two women who are struggling to conceive, have a child. And I'm really exposing the ridiculous things that and things that people would go to, like the lengths that someone would go to in order to try and get pregnant and try to start a family as a lesbian couple. Um, and though, you know, I'm myself, I'm in a, a marriage with a man, I do have like a history of, um, of, you know, dating women. So I thought, you know, why not tell that story of like how hard it is to be two women or, you know, a, a, a gay couple trying to actually have children like that's that is just that's a struggle that it, I don't think is talked about enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What would you say to the LGBTQ community wanting to start a family and they may take offense because, you know, these days with comedy or any rom-coms or any comedy people get in their feelings so easily what's your take to that danielle absolutely i mean i i'm taking it as a comedic approach so i mean there's some drama in there i i just want to tell stories and i you know people are going to get offended by anything i i don't ever want to do that and I'm actually my co-writer for this particular script is a lesbian. So I, I know that we're telling the story from her point of view as well. And yeah, I, I don't ever want to like upset anybody, but I know that's going to happen anyways. So. <laughs> so not, they're not going to cancel you, are they? If they see No, this gosh, no, I don't, no, I don't think there's anything. I don't, I don't know that I'm writing anything offensive yet. <laughs> But we are at that stage. If you tell the wrong joke, you could be canceled by a community or by one person. What's your take to that? I... I don't think we give enough credit to people. There's just, I, I wish that we practice more compassion. I don't, I don't love immediately canceling somebody right off the bat. I mean, canceling people in general. I mean, if it's valid, I totally get it. But sometimes I think we're just too quick to, to write people off just because it's, our feelings were hurt. I, I like to, I like to hear the whole story. I like to understand the situation and, and show compassion for people. Mm-hmm. instead of immediately writing them off. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie, what is it called? This rom-com movie? Oh, the one that I'm writing. <laughs> it's, yeah. a working, it's a working title, but right now it's called The Gentleman's Cafe. Ooh, The Gentleman's. What about the gentle, the, okay, The Women's Cafe. Couldn't we call it The Gentle Women's Cafe? Oh, there's so many play on words that could be could be uh, in there. We, we just kind of put that in there because there's a piece in the story that that links into that. Um, and it's kind of, it's more of an ironic title, but I, it's a working title. I, I have not decided yet what I want it to be. I think it'll, I it'll think, come. I think the gentlewoman's cafe, you should call it. 
Okay. Well, I'll shop that with my writer. <laughs> oh, okay. Would you write something similar or a sequel to this if it does well? Hmm. I, you know, it has the potential to be more of a series uh, versus like a outright movie, but I don't know. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. I'm open to everything. Yeah. All right. Well, it could. Be. All right. If it's a series, how many seasons would it get? One season, or would it be sixteen episodes, like a mini series? I think it could be a mini series, but I think it could be like a more of a, like an eight episode mini series. Okay. Uh, sometimes I feel like shows in general get you know dragged out too long. Sometimes. Oh, you like, think so? Oh, absolutely. I mean, not always, but there's definitely show, shows that you know you're like, okay, that could have ended. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what shows you could share with us what your, okay let me give you an example do you think yeah. this is us even though it ended do you think this is us could have ended a long time ago absolutely <laughs> i kind of i kind of stopped watching because i yeah i just got to the point where it was a little over over the top or you know very, very dramatic one of my favorite shows that was similar to that was a million little things and I was obsessed with that show for probably the first two seasons. And then, it, you know, it just got a little exaggerated and, and uh, you know, it wasn't believable anymore. So. Right, right. And I guess that's why after five and a half seasons, ABC said, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it happens, though. You know, you get approved for these seasons and sometimes they just run their course and you can only tell the same story so many w- different ways before <laughs> it's, you know, regurgitated in a way that's not palatable anymore. Now. As an actor or an actress, right? Let's say you're auditioning for a movie or for a TV show. What should you do if they decide to recast you? How should you take it? Let's say the directors have a different vision and they want a different Danielle. How would you take that? Or how should future upcoming actors and actresses take that? Yeah, that's that's a hard one. I mean, you it's a blow to your ego. And that's something that you have to check in with yourself and realize that one, it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do. And to just improve from that. I mean, of course, you're going to be a little upset by it. It's going to hurt. It does not feel good uh, to be fired or, you know recast but it feels like being fired because it basically is um yeah you just have to not take it so personal and move on which is the same for auditioning and any anything that we do in this world it's you just can't take things so personally you have to just keep doing what you do and 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 growing from it and learning from it all right but if there's another actor or actress that claps back at you and says easier said than done i know i was made for that role what do you say to that uh that you know that is a a personal choice to have that mentality i i think that if you go in with a chip on your shoulder you're not going to last very long in this industry you have to have some some sense of humbleness and and to realize that you are still just a piece of the puzzle and the people making those decisions if they don't see that that you are and you don't work in an ensemble it's 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 not about you anymore it's about the team it's about what works together so got to change your mentality i think you can't be so uh egotistical Mm -hmm. but isn't it good to have an ego in this industry like i have made it i'm getting the role or i did this role like you know i did this i got this role on such and such isn't it good to have an ego as an actor or an actress it's good to have confidence i don't know that it's good to to have such a inflated ego I, i think it's important to be in touch with yourself and to know your worth and how good you are um but sometimes 
people think that because you book this role that, you know, everything's going to take off or, they, or something, you know, people owe you something. And that just isn't isn't the reality. You're, everything is going to ch- can change in an instant. And, you know, one thing just because you book one thing and you're a hot thing doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to remain that way. That's so true. You have, just you have to like know that and, and accept that. And sometimes, you know. It work. Think different things work for different people. That's true, and sometimes the show gets canceled, or the movie just doesn't work out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. And then, how would you take it? <laughs> something that yeah if something doesn't do well oh gosh i don't even know i mean i'm thankful i'm not thankful but i haven't had too many of those things yet for all me right all right but you know what, what can you do you know it's life right 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 so the short films that you've been in do you want to talk a little bit about them they have done well thankfully you haven't been in that position where a short film has been released and nobody watched it <laughs> well um, I, I actually wrote it a short, I co-wrote a short earlier this year with a friend of mine and we filmed it and submitted it to film festivals just before the strike. And we're kind of like in a standstill there. So that actually, I do have a, a little bit of that rejection feeling in a way, because we've been kind of dealing with the fact that no one has accepted our, our film festival or our film into their festivals. So it's kind of odd because, you know, we wrote it. We perform- We were the lead actors in it, and you know, my husband did all of the pro- the actual filming and post production on it, and it turned out amazing. But you know, it's just sitting in the in the ether. No one's really able to watch it because we're just waiting for people to approve the submission for these film festivals. Okay, all right. Well, fingers crossed. But you haven't <laughs> been through. Okay, you've been through that rejection, but you haven't been to the point where, for example, you starred in a film and it did real, real, real bad no one watched it remember that movie mariah carey was in glitter it did real real bad so it's not like that no not not yet not yet i i I, yes thankfully like i i feel like i've been in a handful of shorts that have done pretty well at film festivals and have won some awards so i i haven't had that thankfully yet (laughs) okay so when you say winning awards best actress best ensemble best dress there's many different award categories yeah, I, the the one that I'm remembering was called Depression. I did it back in um, Chicago, where I'm from, and I think it won Best Film in its category actually for drama. I, wow. I can't recall the actual film festival it was in because it was it was quite a while ago. But wow, okay, so if you do win Worst Movie. How do you take that? Because there have been movies <laughs> that have won worst movie or worst cast. How should the <laughs> actors or the cast take that? <laughs> I didn't even know that that was an actual award. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Worst movie of the year by Rotten Tomatoes, etc. Okay. Yeah. Wow. How do you take that when you win <laughs> worst movie of the year? You know- I mean, if you just, you know, you can laugh at it. Like you can't all, not, not everything can be a winner. And also it's subjective to the people voting for it. You know, maybe someone liked it. It's, there's a lot of stuff that was really bad, you know, that's been made that is now like a cult classic. So, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. I don't think. That's true. That's You're true. But if you, 
<laughs> That's true. But if you were a part of that, you wouldn't feel, you know, discouraged or disheartened that, oh my God, this movie was really terrible and I want worse, worse movie of the year. Well, if if it's just worst movie of the year, then you have to look at it. It's the entire team effort and it's not just you. So hopefully, hopefully you could look at it in that light. But if, if it were like worst actress, like that might be a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> but there are those different types of awards. I don't know about worst actress listeners, but there are worst movies of the year and Rotten Tomatoes gives those awards. Oh my gosh. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Danielle, what's your message? What do you want to tell other creatives, writers that are on strike or anybody coming up in the industry? Because you're almost a SAG actor. So what do you want to tell those other creatives or upcoming actors and actresses that maybe are almost SAG actors and actresses themselves? Sure, yeah. Perseverance has been my my strongest attribute. I, I think that being able to go in and keep overcoming and being able to look at all of your obstacles and using them as actual, you know, lessons and, and overcoming, always learning about yourself. I think when you when you're always kind of working on yourself, it allows you to find what kind of artist you want to be. I, I've evolved in this in, in world. I, I found my voice and where I, I believe I belong. And I wasn't there 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I didn't have any clue what I wanted to do. And and I think having that that strong will and just keep grinding and having a good just mentality about it all will take you a lot longer than walking around with a chip on your shoulder and, and you know, burning bridges just to get ahead is not the right way to go. No. But if I got to make it, I do got to burn that bridge, don't I? I don't think so. I, I think uh, you have to make the choices of who you want to work with. But I think that you can do it with humility and kindness. And you can make the choices not work with certain individuals if they don't vibe with you, if you don't, if something doesn't feel right. But I, but burning a bridge, ruining a connection with somebody, unless they have given you, you know, extensive reasons to do that i i don't see why it could benefit you to burn a bridge because you just never know who someone is and who they're going to end up being later in your life right and to the writers and the actors who don't see the strike ending anytime soon what would you want to tell them on the picket lines yeah i mean it's it's a tough time right now i think we all have to stick together and support each other if it's not going to end soon then we have to pivot and we have to figure out ways to to make our lives work and and to support each other mm -hmm. that we have to do right yes I, I think this is a it's a joint effort this is not an individual fight so and that's why we're gonna make our own stories like you right exactly well yeah exactly it's it's the perfect time to do it but the problem is if you're a sag actor you really can't be you know promoting any of your own stuff so we're being so it's a it's a slippery slope for them okay but you can get your own money what do you call it or put your own money into it without the resources of sag can't you um i think technically speaking a sag actor unless you actually are on a project that is approved uh you really can't pre be performing or doing anything unless it's within the actual parameters of what is uh negotiated damn actors actresses let's get on those picket lines that damn i didn't I know. know that exactly <laughs> <laughs> we need we need content i mean we can only make so much of our own we need uh 
we need the studios, unfortunately. Right. Or they right. need us. I don't know. Yeah. Well, with AI taking over, what's your take? AI is and chat GBT. What's your take to those things? Because those, they can use Danielle's image and run with it. Yeah. I, it's scary. It's scary. I, I do know that that's a big point of negotiation for uh, the, all the SAG and WGA unions. Um I think it's a very scary time. I mean, you can use it to your advantage, but I I want to, to have real people working with me and not computers. So I'm hoping that we can get that figured out. <laughs> but if there was a computer generated version and then they did a great job on you, would you be for that or no? No, I think that's weird. I, I just, I don't understand. I mean, I, I get that the technology is impressive, but I just, I don't want someone to make, I mean, I, it's, I guess it's like animation if that's in that world, maybe, but no, I don't use me. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and your projects in case there are listeners or maybe other actors and actresses that have questions for you? Yeah. Um, my Instagram is Danny Suhu, like Cindy Lahu, but with Danny, D-A-N-I-S-U-E-W-H-O. I have a website, which is DanielleMaddox.com. And one of my films that I did last year called Five Stars is going in the film circuit right now. So that's super exciting. And look out for Third Time's a Charm, which is the short film that I wrote that will hopefully be released shortly. Okay. Fingers crossed that everything can end, that all your projects can be released, right? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. Any final things you would love to tell the, the Met Radio listeners? Mm, well... Look out for me, but more importantly, feel free to reach out. If you, I, I'm, I love mentoring people. If people have questions, I've been doing this for over 20 years as a model and actor, and it has been a very weird, crazy life. And I love sharing my story and helping others find their footing in this weird, weird world. Okay. Well, in this weird, weird world, we met and we spoke for a reason. Okay. I believe that. <laughs> All right, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroixie. I would love to thank writer and actress Danielle Maddox. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to the listeners as well for listening to this episode. <laughs>